to In My Feels. I am J.R.E. I am Emily. And we have a special guest. Please introduce yourselves. What's up? What's up? We are Manila Gray. I'm Sullivan. And I'm Nico. Thanks for having us, guys. Okay, okay. They looking relaxed as hell. For real. Just vibing. Yes. I love, we were talking about before, but y'all's studio and like the setup y'all have looks amazing. How important is it for y'all to have like such a vibe that you do? and Or like what was the the aesthetic like you were wanting for your studio when it was first being set up? Yeah, it's just this kind of vibe. Just uh, I think I think this year, the mm-hmm. theme of the year is just Zen for us, okay. for, for, for the guys and I. Uh, so just a lot of plants, incense, um, Relaxation, just mood yeah. lighting. Just the vibe, you know, yeah, just like the vibe. when you walk in, you want to feel just relaxed, you know, you don't want to feel right. stressed and you just want to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does feel like, feel like you could shoot a whole music video with those plants out there. Yeah. It takes a lot to take care of the plants. So that, that in itself <laughs> is, is like Zen as well, you know, just Sheesh. going out there, watering the plants. That's yeah. kind of the vibe. But yeah, no, we get, we get in the zone. Do y'all have like a ritual before you like record anything? Like kind of like smoke thing up. <laughs> Okay, there we go. <laughs> yes. Or a nice Remy cup. And yeah, then yeah. Just, you know, hey. get the yeah, vodka. just like, yeah. Smoke a J, um, get the lighting right, drink, and then, and usually just freestyle. like And vibe off each other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, sometimes we write, but there's a lot of times we just put on the beat and then we just go, uh, like They're some like, underground shit. Hey, but we record song. everything and then we kind of go back into it. Right. Are y'all, um, are y'all, recording or i guess writing every single day or uh, we were for the first like what two months of of uh the whole covid quarantine situation yeah mm. yeah and then now we're just in like album mode just getting everything prepped up uh, yeah. we go through cadences so it's like you know we have like two months where we're just like locked in and we're not worrying about um you know like the visuals the music like everything else outside the music yeah, yeah. um and then once that's sort of locked in uh, then we, then we worry about all the sort of the things that come with the music, all the mm. visuals, all the artwork and stuff. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's not every day, but it's nice because we don't. Um, when we get back in the studio, you just have so much to write about. Mm-hmm. Um, say if you like, how long have we not been recording? I would say about a month now. Yeah, month and a half. Like a refreshed mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a long time for us. I bet a month. <laughs> A month of no recording or writing. Because yeah. you just soak in life, you know, and then you're like, you come in, yeah, you come back, mind, different oh. topics, you know what I mean? And that's like, that's the vibe for sure. That is a long time. I tried like taking a break and I felt like after a week, I was like, oh, I need to get back. I got like new ideas, but a month, actually, that's more healthy, I feel. <laughs> you're just a workaholic, man. Yeah, bro. You, yeah, gotta, yeah, you, gotta, chill. you gotta learn how to chill. That's, <laughs> nah, a, that's nah. always hard for us, though. Everybody around me, like they say, I'm like a, what, I forgot someone said, like, I'm like just a running train wreck. <laughs> I just go until I'm like, I'm super sick, which is bad. Do it, it does get don't addicting do- though, you know, like when, you, when you're in the matrix, you, you don't want to stop. It's tough. Yeah. Like the hardest thing for us is say a song release happens. It's hard to get off the phone and just kind of yeah. keep checking the numbers. Yeah. Do this. What the dopamine's else? just too high. You know, you're just like, yeah. it's like you get injected with so much adrenaline. And you're like, yo, I got to check this. Where we at? You know, real talk. Yeah. Yeah. I really like you guys talked about the visuals that I th- I think it's your album cover in the background um, on that painting with the the uh, or if I'm correct me if I'm wrong I think it's the one with the the tiger and the the car 
Yeah. Where did that concept come, come from? I was looking at that and I was like, what is that? Is that like, does, does that remind you of the Philippines? Or it was like, what, what is that what's vibe? Yeah, what's the inspiration? Oh, yeah, I I, um, I pitched it to Strikes. Uh, he's a creative director. Uh-huh. And um, I think at that time, but it was two years ago. Yeah, two, not three. Three, three years ago. Yeah. yeah, at that time, we were um, just all about the tropics. And that was sort of our mm-hmm. vibe at that time. Uh, and we, I just wanted something like kind of like shocking. And, okay. and then I just were like brainstorming. It's like, what if it was um the sls so the car sort of just represents us and the brand and um just sort of like the whole tape is about uh it's called no saints under palm shade and that's kind of just like when you go when you go to asia you just kind of party forever you know (laughs) there's like (laughs) sinners you become sinners for for the weekend you know and it's kind of just flashbacks just went through my mind (laughs) yeah Jeez, you gotta you gotta unfold those flashbacks later, bro. <laughs> I recorded yeah. a few of them. <laughs> Wait, what's your craziest memory of partying in Asia, wherever you happen to be? Damn, the things that you could say. I think it would just be like you know, like you're in a whole different time zone, and you're kind of like you're kind of tired still because you know you're jet lag, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, it's like two a.m. and that's where that's usually when they start to party in Asia. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're tired, but you're like, I'm here. I gotta, I gotta exactly. enjoy this. And I feel like those are the best nights where it's not planned out, you know, mm. which city like, I would, like Hong Kong, like even mm-hmm. Manila, bro. Manila goes to like, like yeah, I think we were at the club to like five in the morning one time. Never party in the Philippines. And they don't have clocks. So it's like, you're just, uh-huh. you're just lost. You're just lost. Yeah. You know? like, sauce, my guy. Hong Kong was, was, I would say was insane. It's like a a machine yeah, man a it's like you're just when you're in it you're just in this like living breathing like <laughs> okay. city it's, you know you're just lost I feel in that. It. Oh. Yeah, bro, it's, it's amazing all right let's uh let's take it back from the basics to the basics uh how'd manila gray come about i would say like like Saul and i together we've been making music for like i'll say over a decade now and Sheesh. it was just like we've always been we always had the same mindset when it came to like how we saw the future and the things that we wanted to do in life. And, um, we met Azel North around mm, 2010. 2010. He's and the from there. We were like, let's just keep making, we make great music together. Let's just keep doing it. And then Saul pitched the idea of he, he conceptualized Manila gray. Mm. And then from there, we're like, we just started throwing ideas down and we just really wanted to stay within our roots for sure and like just explore that side the immigrant the immigrant uh kid story and mm. yeah just have a voice for our people you know how did you and solo meet up or meet just high school we live in um a smaller city uh in metro vancouver area it's called richmond and it's sort of like a, a just a smaller city we have our own downtown and stuff mm. and Ooh. um it's just very asian-centric yeah. So you can compare it to like in LA, you know, like there's like areas there where it's like all boba and like yeah. all uh-huh. and stuff. It's kind of like that. So there's a lot of arcades, a lot of, uh, and there's only a few high schools. I'll say 10 or like yeah, something yeah. like that. Just a handful. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's how we just met through the city. And then, oh, snap. okay. Yeah, just started making music, man. And then started performing at like community centers and just like local mm. shit. And then 
just kept building just kept building that's crazy yeah dude. at what point did you think that you like even took this i don't know i felt like in the beginning everybody just thinks of it as just fun but when did you just like take it like oh shit we got some shit here it was when we started manila gray it was like it's either we go we double oh, okay. down on this whole project you know what i'm saying or you know you do something else with your life because you know like you just get older by the year it's just it's yeah. just it's inevitable so we were like we just got to double down put all the time in put all the effort in um really learn the craft of what comes with the music industry you know and what comes with building an artist mm. and we just all like the whole team just dialed in like strike cyro zelly saul everybody and we were like let's just put this out create the best project ever and just oh. see where it goes it wasn't just our decision it was a, a full group decision because oh, we even better everybody on our team right now we grew up with mm. and we just so happens that everybody kind of um explored their careers like in the arts yeah so like strikes i see you know that's his full-time job just being um you know a creative graphic designer creative director mm. and everyone kind of expanded matt the guy matt dennison he shoots all our music videos so oh, like nice. we've known him since high school and he just so happens to uh, you know to to be a filmmaker like by Sheesh. that's his job now right yeah, yeah. so we just we knew we had a good thing like we knew we had like really dope people dope creatives mm-hmm. and we were like it's gonna be a waste if we just kind of make it on the side um make music on the sides whatever right we gotta like really present it to the world yeah okay so we just we just did we it. had a massive meeting three years <laughs> ago in my garage i feel like that that comes yeah. with like anything though i feel like if you don't put 110 percent into something it won't grow you know what i mean True. and i feel like that's where we were like, we just gotta, we just gotta fucking do it, you know. Just yeah. like, that makes total sense. My God, it sounds scary like a movie. though, man. I tell you, I'm sure you, you guys understand. Yeah, so it's risk taking. Yeah, you gotta take risks. So going in to, or once you guys started Manila Gray, and you're like, okay, we're gonna start out, like you said, performing at community centers and things like that. What was it like, kind of integrating yourself into the like Vancouver music scene? Because I've heard a lot about. Toronto, obviously the six and how people talk about, you know, Drake and, you know, the different people that come out of there, but what is it like in Vancouver? Yeah. Well, I think there was, there was not much of a scene uh, when we first started coming out, Mm -hmm. but I think it was the perfect storm. Uh, We started going out there more networking a lot more. And then we had a bunch, there's a bunch of creatives that kind of started throwing parties and it started on on some underground shit. Like I remember our first show, as Manila Gray was, it was an underground show. Um, just random, like art gallery. Yeah. Super underground. But mm. from there, like they kind of, the city saw what we were doing, the work ethic that we were putting into, they, you know, it pushed everybody else. And, and here we are now. It's like, you know, like <laughs> festivals are, are bringing out, um, well, not anymore, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the festivals are like bringing out local artists yeah. um creative hubs are being created um all over the city there's a bunch of new agencies that are coming out um and it's just a good time it's just a good time for the city but it's, yeah. it's definitely not as fast paced as toronto yet but mm. i think that's sort of the character of vancouver it's mm. somewhere laid back super chill i feel like 2020 was like a solid year for vancouver if covid didn't happen you know what i mean yeah dude, just like, in terms of like pushing forward but yeah 
Do you guys know any uh, Vancouver artists other than us? Ooh, bro. I can't name one right now off the top of the dome, but no. Oh, yeah, put you on. We got some crazy, like, artists like, out here. What are your suggestions? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got we got one guy, Renz Montclair. Yeah, he's my little brother. He's yeah, sick. and he, his writing style is just, like, something else. It's Super very dope. hurt boy vibes, you know? But yeah. he, funky, he hits, he hits the funky hurt boy, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. such Ooh, a Ooh, the funky hurt boy. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then who else? Um, Nafsi. Okay, bet. Um that Zelly's brother, he produces. Uh, we have a lot of dope producers out here. Yeah. And then who else? Like, I've been vibing to this guy named Side. He's got Ooh. some like real dope Vancouver vibes. Yeah. Um, who else? How do you explain um, a Vancouver vibe? Oh, we were just talking about this. Vancouver, oh. I feel like, is like lo fi. It's just more lo fi. If, yeah. If, huh. um, yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot more on the lo-fi gray. That's why we have Manila gray because it's just so uh, yeah, yeah, rainy yeah. out here all the time. Oh, that makes sense. It's like driving music, you know? Yeah, it's that's what I'm about music. to bring up. It, driving it or back driving house music. bounce party music, you know? Mm. Yeah, your own style, man. Like y'all always be popping. I mean, me and my friends. I have my best friend Kenny. He's like, "Yo, we the Walmart Manila gray because y'all look so good." <laughs> but <laughs> that's fire. Do, do you have your own stylist, or do you have like, or you? No, just, it's just us, man. Just I feel us? like it's just like. Like growing up, we were just so caught up with fashion and like, you know, yeah. wanting the dopest shit, but not being able to afford it, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a, that's a homegrown story. It was just like, I like that shit, but I can't buy it yet. You know? So yeah, now exactly. that, but that also like not having the paper back then really, you become very tasteful and you become very picky when it comes to the things that you wear because that's you can't right. buy everything. Right. So you're like, True. I want this. You learn how to style things. You learn how to make things work together. And I feel like that's what um, really helped Manila Gray too moving forward when we started it out. Crafty, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like if you buy something, you got to be able to wear it with three different fits and it not look the same, you know? True. Right. Are you guys more into like trends because you have to be crafty in different ways? Like, or were you like, okay, I need, I need to buy something that's going to last me like three to five years that like I can it's classic if that makes sense I mean there are those pieces and then you obviously need to have some like essential pieces in your closet you know like basic tees and all that mm -hmm. but um yeah like we usually just like like we we have similar styles but they're very different at the same time mm -hmm. you know and um we just we're just really picky when it comes to it for sure mm -hmm. and you need like a classic pieces like watches um for sure jewelry yeah like yeah, i yeah. think that's that's the those are the pieces that we we go for when it comes to like long-term stuff but okay. in terms of trends it's just like you know like jays like you can resell them it's always you know it's yeah, you yeah. can always just keep rotating and and maneuvering i think yeah. it's that's what makes it fun you know just mm -hmm reselling getting new pieces uh like we change our our wardrobe every season yeah like 100%. yeah we do Feel like that. a massive closet purge and we try to keep really? it as minimal yeah yeah and one thing that we focus on a lot as well is like silhouettes like we really look at how certain pieces fit on our on our bodies as well to make sure that whether even if it's a a silhouette photo it still looks sick you know what i mean like mm. that's how to the Te that's how technical we get when it comes to fashion. Wow. <laughs> Dang, I didn't even know that. But that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Oh, Not looking that. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. It's got to sit nice, man. That's it. Yeah. Real talk.
for sure. If you're getting rid of them each season, are you just like giving them away, or like the jo- like the Jordans, like are you selling them as well? It's just both. I think it's both. both. Okay. I give a bunch away. Like I, I got, I got siblings. My okay. pops, like my pops, is like, why are you throwing this away? It's new. It still has a tag. Just, you know, <laughs> like you forget about anymore. it, right? And yeah. then I was, I'm about to donate it, and he's just like, just that. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah. and then the Jays, like, you can, yeah, like, you just resell like, them. Like, we're just huge sneakerheads. Like, my sneaker collection is stupid. Like, no, I just keep them, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, there's really, it, it's nice to keep the ones that you wear for music videos as well. Mm-hmm. I think, Same like, memorabilia. yeah, I think once I have like a huge crib, I'm going to have just a room with mannequins dressed in whichever music is, you know? I was really thinking about it though. You guys seen that uh, G Dragon? Uh, video where uh, he's in the glass case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the car, I forgot right? what it was called. Yeah, yeah, with the car inside. And... Yeah, but I just love how he has like a bunch of costumes in there from past videos. Like people yeah. are commenting. Like that's that's it's like a just, whole. Just, yeah, it's so dope, it's man. History, just, yeah. yeah. Literally a museum. You literally want a museum in your house. That's basically what you say. Yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to look at. You know what I mean? And yeah, it would absolutely. suck to like sell those pieces too. True, true. You know. Well, how do you incorporate like your Filipino side? Obviously. I, I was talking about them a little bit. Uh, there is a Filipino boy group called SB19 that's been popping off like crazy. I don't, it's just out of nowhere. It's like beating all the K-pop groups too. I'm like, yo, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, like, I just want to know how um, Filipino representations in your music or in just like your whole vibe of Manila Gray. I mean, it's called Manila Gray for a reason. But. Well, firstly, I feel like it's, it's uh, we want to tell our story. I think that's, for that's, sure. That's, um, you know, the priority for us, because I I feel like the Filipino American, Filipino Canadian immigrant story, I feel like Mm. that, that has its own story, you know, it's funny because like, we we're here in this, there's a big uh, uh, Filipino community in Vancouver, and Mm. you can just relate to everybody. Like, regardless if we're Manila Gray or not, if we're just like kicking it and, you know, um, everyone's a friend of a friend but everyone yeah. can relate to like the titas and titos and <laughs> when they came here and what the struggle was coming exactly. here it's a specific story and we're just lucky enough that the philippines took notice and started championing us mm-hmm. but initially it was just sort of we just wanted to be real to to our story because not a lot of people talk about that um that just all this all the struggles that yeah we have to go through as immigrants mm. uh yeah would you guys say next um yeah no just to add to Saul's point I feel like it was just like you said like just staying true to us and I feel like the more honest you are about what you're creating the more people will believe it and gravitate towards it you know what I mean exactly yeah well, but makes it, it stand the, out the culture has been part of our of our you know of our lives forever um Word. and it's just an amalgamation of everything. Us living in Richmond, the, all the Asian influence, all the our, our household. It's very Filipino vibes as well. And then obviously our Canadian side. Like we grew up here. This is our home. And there's a certain Vancouver culture as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all these things all wrapped up. And that's kind of what makes Middle Grey. And people can just kind of pick and choose what they want to relate to. Exactly. Because uh, we have tons of Canadian fans that aren't Filipino. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they like specific songs or they like specific subject matters. Yeah. And you got the Filipinos back home. And then, you know, they're hearing 
you know, some Taglish words in the in the record hey, or some Filipino exciting. samples or something. They get hyped up. But that might fly by someone else's head, right? Yeah. 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 So it's just open interpretation, but at the end of the day, it's just kind of the story and mm-hmm. we're just stoked that like, you know, we're putting on without really thinking about it that's, and that's just being true. And I think that's like a great position to be in. No, no. Like even for me, I was like, I mean, even me growing up uh, being, I'm like half Filipino and mother half is Jamaican, which is a crazy mix on its own. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Yo, Jamaican food is fire, by the way. Hey, you tried oh, it for yo, the first time it. in Toronto? Oh, yeah. Holy oh, shit. that restaurant was stupid Holy fire. Shit. Bro, I remember <laughs> when I first... Stupid man. fire. <laughs> no, I remember when I first went to Toronto, they speak a bit of Patois too. That's like a Jamaican like uh, slang. He's like, you don't know. He's like, well, I'm like, whoa, where'd this come from? So... That was interesting on its own. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, growing up, being, like, Jamaican, my dad's side is Jamaican, you know, I listened to Bob Marley. My Filipino side, I didn't know who to look up towards musically at the time, especially being, like, a kid. So that's why I think I went to, like, K-pop because I was into, like, R&B and hip-hop, like, Neo, Usher kind of ish growing up. And I found, like, this guy named Taeyang who, you know, talked about I need a girl, I need a wedding dress. He was basically a Korean Neo and Usher. Big Bang. Shout out yeah, to Big, Big Bang. Bang. Hey, shout out. Oh, yeah, you do know about him a little bit. <laughs> they're amazing, man. Like, they're they're inspiration for us as well. 100%. Just, the, hey. just their drip, man. Just the swag. And- yeah, they had, like, the whole vibe, the persona. Like, they were just the cool, like, the cool kids, basically. Yeah, they're sick. Love their music hey. videos. My Please favorite is me. the one where uh, they're in New York. Oh, that was oh Bad Boy, that was I think yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's what's up. That's what's Bougie. up. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> now, nah, Big Bang's where it's at. But yeah, so I looked up towards that. That's how I got into K pop because Asian representation. I was like, oh, who can I look up towards? But it's awesome that I don't know how I found Manila Gray, to be honest. I don't know where it came from. Internet. The blessing of the internet. I just remember getting tagged in one of our videos. Like, yo, JRE did a reaction video to Time Zones. And it was just yeah. like flooding the comments. Like, your fans are crazy, bro. Hey. They were just like popping I'm, off. Like, listen, I'm glad. They mess with you. That's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, these guys are dope. Let me just like, you know, quick little shout out, whatever I can do. Yeah, when did y'all first connect? I don't know. Just the, I guess the tagging. And then all of a sudden we just connected there through, you know, DMs. Ah. Creative stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The IG and it's just body rolls. We're like, oh, this guy's getting it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how I found y'all, but yeah, sometimes it's kind of scary. Like, I don't know. My audience is like all like K-pop. So I was like, when I put out a different group, if they mess with it, they mess with it. So I guess they mess with it. So I'm glad. Got some new Manila Gray fans for that. So what's your favorite song? Ooh, Time Zones is dope. Friends of a Friend. Youth Water, of course. The OG song. That's good. Yeah, the OG. But Shibuya is dope. Silver Skies. Uh, Blue Fujita, I just started listening to it. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, I don't know where that came from. That's I like love that. I know, full yeah. rage. That's, that's why we're so sad I mean? because like so, so many of our festivals got canceled. Exactly. Nah, and yeah. we were just making festival music in the studio. We were like, oh, man, I can't Imagine wait. Imagine mosh pitting to this record. Yeah. You know I, mean? I just recently just watched that little uh, tour documentary. Who filmed that? What oh, that's the boy, uh, Matt Dennison. Hey, he did yeah. a good With job, man. Chris Clark. Uh, he's also another homie. Yeah. Just brought them dope. out for a tour. They got to experience Asia with us. It was a win-win. That's dope. Yeah. I got to do that a few times, and I was like, I'm looking at it, I was like, oh, shit. It kind of makes me miss, like, touring around with other people, too, and just filming shit. 
100 percent, man it's a whole different um vibe for sure it's not like traveling with your family you know what i mean you're yeah. with the boys you gotta be on like 200 percent of the time you know the show you're gonna get roasted oh hell yeah I mean? it's just yeah. like it's all vibes it's all vibes and that's sure. the thing with our team it's like everybody is so outspoken yeah so you gotta be sharp or else <laughs> you like you gotta be sharp done <laughs> be sharp yeah, as fuck. so sans corona you guys had fe- a bunch of festivals planned for 2020 i, I saw you guys might have had merch as well Oh yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. we had like a bunch of like festivals that were supposed to supposed to happen. There was Faded in the Park. There was um, that one in Montreal. There was Veld in Toronto, mm. um, and there was a few more. But then, and we had a tour, and and, and, and we tour. were gearing up for a tour. Like we were gonna go around to, back to Asia, across Canada, do the U.S. Mm. Like yeah. we had the whole shit's planned. For yeah, sure. like we were really gearing up, and then just boom, yeah. all gone. Yeah, I yeah. would yeah. love to go see that. Just I think I think there. it's a blessing though because like maybe maybe the guys and I weren't ready for the mm. the hecticness that was about to come like you know it's yeah. it's, it's it's I think it's should happen for a reason there. yeah it happens sure. for a reason like up. COVID grounded us and it's interesting like, yeah man because we're everybody. going hard <laughs> how is COVID in Vancouver or I know Canada is kind of like y'all have it kind of under control right kind of I mean it's like it's like going down going up. You know, okay. you just got to stay out of the, if, if yeah. where you're going is not necessary, just don't go. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest thing. People don't follow that rule. You know, like they open the clubs and all of a sudden it's packed with like <laughs> people. It's yeah. like, why? Yeah. You know? It's also like the clubs. Like why are the clubs letting 300 people into like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Money, I guess, but. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Got to survive. Gotta yeah. Survive That's true. That's true. Um, so one thing that Kenny, who is, has come on the podcast a couple of times and Dre have talked about mm-hmm. is a Filipino dish called balut, 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 balut. Have you tried balut before? Yo, did you, growing up, did you, yeah, did you yeah, eat it? Yeah. Growing up, I ate it like it was Bro, nothing. Gro- growing up, I, I, I was salt, like, I was like salt. sipping it like cereal milk, <laughs> yeah, like whatever, you know, I'm like five years old. Yeah. And then I, hit, what? I think I hit like 12 and then I was like, mom, <laughs> why is there a dead chicken in this, in this egg? I didn't care for some reason. I didn't care until I was like 12 and I looked at it. I was like, yo, this is pretty fucked up. I can't do this. I can still eat it. To be honest. Really? Yes. No, man. I can't. I can't. <laughs> can't look at it man but doesn't it taste i haven't tried to sit it tastes really good though like it's fire like, man. it's fire it's, it's fire like chicken sure. broth like yeah i heard soup. like yeah 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 it's good it's, it's really good just it's really just high like, just don't look at it i feel like that nah I'm, I'm i'm like i'm not picky either either so i'll just always try like when i was in korea i had like uh tentacles you know like those octopus tentacles <laughs> oh that's the, movie, the ones that move yeah the ones that move so you have to like really chew Damn. <laughs> the nurse i feel like for me as long as it doesn't have eyes you know what I mean? I can eat. <laughs> Except for shrimp. Like the shrimp, I can like, you know, I can eat that no problem, but it's like easy money. Just seeing the dead the dead bird inside the egg is just like No, I feel that. I feel like that's the the trippy part of for anybody that tries it. Here's another question from Twitter, I guess. Uh they they randomly just asked adobo or pancit. Adobo. <laughs> like, adobo. 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 The, yeah. the, you haven't tried Filipino food, haven't Emily? I haven't tried Filipino food, no. Wow shit. What's your background? I yes, I'm I'm black, but I guess I don't look like it. Um, and so my mom's side, my mom is mixed, um, and my dad is like Creole, like 
Louisiana, like the Creole population is like very, you know, it's all down there. So yeah, that's my, that's my mix, I guess. Cajun food is Cajun fire. Cajun food is fire. Very it's spicy. Fire. Yeah. 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 You do good with I spice? can't eat any of that. I'm allergic to shellfish. Oh, shit. Oh, it's very oh, much Oh, shit. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, Oysters. No, but I developed that shit. I used to eat it like a crazy. And then all of a sudden, I don't know if I went to a bad sushi spot or some shit. <laughs> but also, I heard, <clears throat> I was like, what's happening right now? I feel so bad I whenever don't we're it. in LA and it's like, yo, I'm going <laughs> to Boiling true. Crab. Because that's like my favorite. And yes, then so I was like, yo, I can't go, man. And I'll get the burger. <laughs> it's like cooked boiling crab. crab like, for the <laughs> Shit, that does suck though. Yeah, same here, man. Like, it, I just developed the allergy. I don't know how. I don't know if it's just mild, maybe. I don't know. Mm. That was a, that was a weird situation. And I mean, like in the Filipino community, they always eat like shellfish and. Shit. Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like crab. I was like, oh man, I'll try it one day. <laughs> See what happens. Let's do it. I'll try it. Let's do it. <laughs> just get, yeah. get the balut. Get the balut. Oh hey. yeah. Hey, that yo, that should be a video to be honest. Milligray. Nice food. Let's do it, man. I'm down. Oof. What is what is your favorite food like your go to, especially recently? My just go to recently? Yeah. Fries. Fries. Yeah, air fryer <laughs> fries. Yeah. Crack. Talk, I got an air talk. fryer, it's just fries, bro. Yo, you know what slept on? You gotta get don't get the white table salt, get the pink Himalayan salt. Ooh. That one, the one that you spin and crack. Oh, she sounds so bougie as hell for some reason. Put that on your fries. A little bit of that. parmesan. Yeah. Saul was over the other day and, and we made we made fries and he just dumped a fuck ton of cheese on it. <laughs> that shit was crack. That shit was crack. Oh yeah. At one point there was like you collab with Juno Flow, which is the homie. And I was like, what? Why? When? <laughs> no, no. How did that happen? Uh, same same vibe like with you. He just kind of like he reached out. Um he said he's been a fan of the music and then mm. kind of just got talking, became homies. And then yeah, he's like, yo, I'm he's... dropping this record. No, no, he's, he's doing his thing, man. I just thought it was, I was like, whoa, my two worlds colliding. All right, bet. Right. And uh, when he raps in Korean, it's crazy, man. Yeah, he's creating so it. You know, he's slick with it. He's slick with it. No, that's what's up. So you guys talk a lot about, you know, dating and romance and things like that. Um, and, you know, troubles and maybe not troubles or fun times. Uh, how has that been for y'all during COVID? I mean, it's, I think it's been, it's been fine. It's just about communication and mm. space at the same time, you know, okay. especially with the whole COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Um, just been chilling out for sure. Yeah. Just okay. space, communication. That's a, that's, that's something that I place a lot of key. importance in. Communication is key. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in, in, um, with the work that we do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of communication. Uh, you need to find someone that that understands, and mm-hmm. and and you need to be able to compromise as well, right? You need yeah. to be able to step back and just not get caught up in la la land as well. Yeah. Assess the situation. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that um, you know work in entertainment and stuff like that, they they do say like, oh, I want to you know be with someone who understands that like sometimes I can't be there like three months out of the year because you might be touring or you know you're really busy with a certain release compared to someone with just a regular nine to five and I wonder like I feel like the only people who might understand that are people who are also in entertainment but then it's kind of like a double-edged sword where it's like dating someone in the same industry is almost sort of difficult at the same time yeah I feel like that would be difficult you know you can't you can't you can't uh what's, what's the saying you can't have your cake and eat it too yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the same you know what I mean yeah. like it's just uh, like 
it's hard. I mean, it just, it, it, it just boils down to communication yeah. and being open, you know, and not hiding things that, you know, exactly. Yeah. You really shouldn't even hide in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And, and also like, for example, like my, my girl, like she, I flew her out to um, some cities on tour Mm-hmm. and it was it was lit it was just a good time to unwind when you're not when you're off stage like you're on stage for what an hour 30 an hour yeah and yeah. then after that like yo you, you can you got a whole city to explore right so exactly um and i think the key is you got to be able to check out um especially if your girl's not in that um industry yeah, yeah. you gotta be able to check out and and um check out the door and like i get a million slack messages a day million messages and but best believe that when it's alone time and it's like you know quality time then exactly. you gotta make it that you gotta yeah yeah uh, you gotta that's the focus that. and it grounds you it humbles you and, and and you're like okay well i feel like you just gotta treat it like a nine to five you know at five you clock out of work and then you're not talking about work for the rest of the night you know what I mean? exactly yeah it's just that's just what it is but that realistically that doesn't happen the music is always on here <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you gotta you gotta, you gotta find, find some balance yeah it's, balance. it's a hard balance to find but when you find but, it it's lit like i said it, it is simple as communication to be honest all right let me see something from twitter actually they were curious about like how do you start your hooks because you got some good ass hooks in your songs do you start with hooks how do you make your music? <laughs> that was my. They want the sauce. They want the sauce. <laughs> Don't uh, give everything. I think it's, there's so many ways to start a record. Yeah. You know? True. Uh, it depends. It depends. Like when we came back from tour, I was telling Neeks, we were in Singapore and we we're going up the elevator. And I was like, bro, I feel like when we get home, I can write about anything. Like you can look at anything and, and just mm-hmm. make it into a bar. For us, it's about just kind of simplicity. Uh, but at the same time, and it needs to be different. Like the opener and the opening line needs to be different, or yeah. you have to say it differently. Or, but at the same time, it needs to be simple. Like I think the best songs are the most simplest. Yeah, the, the Beatles. Sure. Um, a lot of amazing songs are just straightforward, direct. And then there's times where it gets just very like you know we're we're really wordsmithing it and trying to really like Silver Skies. Neeks actually wrote the hook for Silver Skies. Oh, nice. And then he sang it. And then he was like, yo, I think you should sing it. And then I sang it. And it mm. worked. Like, I wrote all, the all hook about, for Time Zones. Yeah, yeah. And then Neeks just worked better for Neeks's. The tone. Voice. It's like whichever tone will invoke the emotion better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually how we go about it. And and just the, like whenever we're writing a record, it's it's always whatever vibe we get from the beat. You know, whatever we're feeling that day, and then we'll just start humming melodies, or you know, that we might have some random words just written in our notes, and we'll like pick from there. You know, start a little like, say the word is tonight, and then yeah. you know, you just do the drop downs of like okay, clubbing, drinking, whatever it is. You know, uh, yeah, okay. But and then you can start. also pull from from past experiences. Yeah, you can start it off descriptive, like you're describing a scenario. There's a so lot of many ways. There's a lot of different songwriting so things. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we just hop on. Like we got these mics for a reason because sometimes we just play the beat. We we got auto tune in in this guy right here, so yeah. we just crank it, it put a shit ton of reverb just freestyle and we record everything so it sounds super oh, it sounds raw and good, shit yeah. but maybe it'll spark something mm. um it's super sporadic man 
there's no like you know set recipe when mm -hmm. it comes to like a manila gray song or i feel is like there is there? Okay. I'm just bullshitting at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like at the end of the day, you gotta express yourself. That that's what it is, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's why, like, sometimes when we're not in the studio, we haven't written for a month, bro. Like, we're just we we're just laying it all out there. Yeah. Like, we're so excited to get back okay. in, mm -hmm. and that's usually when we take a break. We come up with the first line is the hardest, mm -hmm. and. But for some reason, when we take a break, it's like we're just coming up with first liners. Yeah, yeah. Like it it's it's when there's no pressure on you, you know. Yeah, when yeah. the pressure's on you, it's like you know your manager's like, "You got to write a hit." You're just like, "Oh fuck!" Okay, <laughs> let me just pull that out of my ass somehow. You know what I mean? But it's like it's like when there's no pressure and you're kind of just vibing. Like when we have those days, best believe like Saul and I will be in here till like eight in the morning because we're just catching that vibe. And you don't when you catch leave. the wave, you don't want to let go of the wave. True. Mm -hmm. Um. That could be a song on its own. Yeah. <laughs> so who would you say out of the both of you is the more like, who's the more like, I guess, left-brained or creative one? And who's the more right-brained, sorry, right-brained um, in terms of like methodical, like we do it step-by-step-by-step by step by step sort of thing? I would say we're both. Okay. We're both, but in different aspects. Super different. Mm. Super both different both. aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I would say, like, for me, I grew up watching a lot of anime and, like, reading mm -hmm. a lot of mangas and movies of, yeah. like, Miyazaki movies and okay, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Like, some, mm -hmm. I like the, and I like horror. Like, I love the horror shit. Like, just, the, I see that. Just the concepts of it. Have you guys seen Jew on Origins? No. On no. What? It's fucking amazing. It's, oh, shit. Just the way that it's shot. It's like an updated um, prequel to The Grudge. But it's, ah. it's like Matt, like, there's like no jump scares. It's just all kind of just conceptual. Scary. You got to read between the lines type vibe. Mm. Okay. Bet. Um, and so like, I try to apply that for MG and, and all the colors that I see all that vibe. And then yeah. Nix is a lot more like, like I enjoy like, just like designer, designer art, toy figures, vinyl yeah. toys and bet. all that stuff. Like, it just um, fits. you know, like cause you got like kid robot, all that stuff. And yeah. That shit just inspires me. And and colors. Colors really inspire me for sure. It's good to know the rules so you can just break them. So we just try to for study sure. a lot exactly. and then we just fuck it up. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of like our thing. <laughs> exactly. We make it beautiful and then we just we just kind of just fuck it up. Just add the sauce. Yeah, makes sense. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gotta stay saucing. Who are your uh, musical influences? Dude, tons, man. Tons. tons. Sure. It, it depends like what era in my life I was in. Exactly. How about growing up? Growing up, Kanye, Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent was my first album yeah. ever. Oh, the shit. Massacre. Yeah, when I was grade seven or something like that. Dang. Uh, Lupe Fiasco, Kid Cudi. Lupe. Yeah. And then you Wiz dive Khalifa into going into Wiz. that route. Yeah. Oh, that's like yeah. later down though. Later that's down. like more teenager years. Mac Miller. Yeah. Shout out Mac. Yeah. Shout out Mac. Uh, but then there's also like. Sometimes we end up just bumping like old shit, like yeah. like Tracy Chapman, chasing, Whoa. yeah, like uh, what else? Like Blackbird, just like deep cut, like you know, like Filipino karaoke vibes, yeah, voice right? Uh, music Soul Child, Maxwell, nice. Who else? Oh, Bow Wow, Bow Wow, oh, Bow. Casey and JoJo, bro. Those guys were yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. 
yeah, just we love music, man. We love yeah. music. I mean, it makes sense if yeah. you're trying to do music. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Lately, I've, I've never... been Bob Marley a lot. Bob Marley, it's been on oh, my hey, playlist hey, a lot. Just I was kinda, just playing that earlier. Yeah. What have you guys been um, listening, listening to? to lately? What have you been listening to, Emily? Actually, I'm curious about that too. No, actually, I have been listening to you guys. I definitely wanted to like. I was like, okay, I need to listen to y'all's music. Um, I like the vibes. It's very. When I was doing like housework, not housework, I was moved into a new apartment yesterday. I was listening to y'all. Um, for me, uh, I guess recently for me, I've been listening to the new Drake song. I've been kind of obsessed with a little bit, with Little Dirk, baby. Oh, you know what I've been listening to? Dre's new song. Listen to that a lot. Oh, I do got a new song. Yeah, yeah that's like a little project. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Little plug. <laughs> I'll plug. send you the link. I'm not a rapper, but yeah, I rap. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else I've been listening to. Addison Pack. Okay. Addison Pack is dope. Yeah. I uh I feel like everybody's just riding this '80s wave as long as they possibly yes. can, right now. Ooh. I mean that's just what it is, right? You just mm-hmm. things just get re- recycled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a group called OC Dogs. I've been listening to OC Dogs. Yeah. Howie yeah. Knuckle. I've heard of them? Yeah. 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 That shit. That shit is pretty good too. Dude, I mean, the, the scene back home is just growing. Like yeah, when I left, when growing. I immigrated here, there was there was it was a long time ago. I was still a kid, but there was literally none and now there's new acts coming out like every year exactly it's so dope me and my friend ken we're talking about like you know how like k-pop had that wave the korean wave i think philippines is the next one because it's just the way it's growing right now and then everything's popping off so we'll see thank you guys for taking the time to talk with us and talk to our listeners um as well um just for people who are still trying to figure out where they can find you where can they listen to and find you guys on social media just everything at Manila Gray. Yeah, so Manila Gray, just find them, find them like that. Thank you guys for listening to In My Feels and watching In My Feels. I'm JRE. I'm Emily. We are Manila Gray, Sullivan, Nico. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.